On today's episode of the Phoenix Magazine podcast, we're getting you ready for fall travel, craft beer, and a brothel. Yeah, stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Garrison Brothers, one of my all-time favorite bourbons to always have on hand. Garrison Brothers Distillery is the first legal bourbon distillery outside of Kentucky and makes premium handcrafted bourbon whiskey at their ranch in High, Texas. Their award-winning bourbons are bold, rich, and sweet without the heat. They're served best however you like your bourbon, neat, over ice, in a craft cocktail like America's favorite cocktail, the Old Fashioned. Throughout the month of September, Garrison Brothers presents the High Fashion Takeover. Bars and restaurants here locally are invited to create their own innovative Old Fashioned recipes featuring Garrison Brothers bourbon. For more information on that, visit highfashion.com. That's H-Y-E, highfashion.com. Com. Welcome to the Phoenix Magazine Podcast. I'm Matt Johnson, Director of Digital Content for the magazine, and I had the uh, really tough task, you guys. Last week, I had to go find beer in one brewery towns across southern Arizona. So here's what I found. I found spots in Sonoida, Sierra Vista, Tombstone, obviously, and Wilcox. And it's all part of this feature that we're doing for the, for the magazine for the upcoming September-October issue. It's all about fall travel, beer, so getting ready to, to get into the Arizona Craft Beer Awards. Uh, so look for that Phoenix Magazine uh, issue, the September-October issue, coming to a mailbox soon. But my conversation this week was at Copper Brothel Brewery down in Sonoida. And that's about, you know, that's Arizona wine country down there in southern Arizona. It's about halfway between Tucson and the border. Co-owners TJ Martinez and Garrett Jesser, they sought out to bring craft beer down to Arizona's wine country. And no, it's not actually a real brothel. We're down here. We made the, the drive, about three-hour drive, two and a half uh, with speed, down to <laughs> Sonoida, Arizona. Just about, what would you guys say, about 30 miles outside of Tucson, maybe 40 miles? Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. a little bit yeah, south yeah. and to the east. Um, yeah. I guess about it, 30 miles north of the border as well, so kind of right. 30 miles, I think, both ways. You probably. split the difference yeah. between Tucson and the border. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's Copper Brothel Brewery. I'm here with TJ, one of the owners, and Garrett, uh, another owner and so we were talking before this you guys don't do the brewing here or someone else does yeah so the brewing's all done by my sister and my dad actually um i help back here a little bit but i usually do uh seller side for the most part but yeah okay okay and then um how, how long has copper brothel been around because i was uh we were, we were doing a little um a brew day with some guys and we were talking to the guild the guys from the craft brewers guild rob and andrew um about a story we have coming up for phoenix magazine about breweries that are like one town breweries kind of beer deserts you know um you you're kind of holding down the line so Tell me a little bit about the story of Copper Brothel, how it became to be, and um, kind of where you think it's going. Um, so, I mean, we've been uh, open for five years now. We just celebrated yeah, we our just, fifth anniversary in March. Um, well, technically March, uh, uh, our grand opening was in June. But um, so my parents were down here for about 10 years ago. And just being in this area, you know, they started living down here and saw the you know the tourist area and um kind of noticed that uh 
that a, a wine town could use a brewery and um, we're all from Colorado. So, you know, breweries have been, you know, pretty big in Colorado for quite a, uh, you know, quite a long time since the early nineties and stuff like that. And um, so just kind of seemed like a good idea to, you know, bring good beer to a, a wine town pretty much. Sure. Sure. And then you were saying you were, you came from Colorado. Um, As well, yeah. And this kind of, this kind of area where we're at in Sonoida reminded you of what, like the, what do the they call that? The grasslands yeah, up in Colorado? Yeah. All the grass and yeah, it's, it's fun. It's beautiful. Yeah. Colorado's also, you know, kind of high desert. And so Sonoida, um, that high is desert. also that high desert. Uh, yeah. What is, what is the elevation? So we're just under 5,000 feet. Just shy here. of 5,000. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. 49 and some change, I think. So. Um, so it's a little bit cooler, maybe, what would you say, 10 to 15 degree difference from Phoenix or Tucson? Phoenix, yeah, probably at least 10 degrees. Tucson, usually about five, maybe a little more sometimes. Um, you know, 100, 100 degree days are a lot more rare than it is a little sure. bit further up north. Yeah. Which makes so. this kind of a destination to yeah, come for, yeah, for a lot nice of people, cool right? Yeah, up here. Yeah. So what, talk, talk to me a little bit about that. What, what kind of... Um, uh, destination or travel presence do you guys experience here coming through this area? Oh, we see it all. I mean, you know, I'm, uh, the you know the vineyards have been here since the seventies, you know, and they're I think they're up to twenty six vineyards out there. I think uh, so. You know, you get a lot of people that are coming up for that. Um, but I think definitely through COVID, there was a lot of people who were born and raised in Tucson who had never even been out this way, didn't even know this area existed. So, you know, a lot of the, our customers we see are coming from, you know, Tucson, Green Valley, Sierra Vista. And then, you know, our, we have our locals that live here all year round and, you know, we see them too. So, but it's kind of fun. It's kind of, it's, it's such a great place to come hang out. I think definitely after COVID, a lot of people were leaving the city and we're like, whoa, like, what is this little oasis up here? You know, it was green and was barely a hundred when they were leaving 110 so it was yeah uh. not not much of a an explored area yet in in arizona unless you're into wine right mm-hmm. so yeah. so you guys have been holding down the fort here uh for beer uh, as a brewery uh, a one-town brewery uh what does that mean when i say that like you know i people who might be listening to this in phoenix they're they're used to you know maybe a hundred in in that area but in sonoida you got it's just one kind of holding the line in a beer desert do you guys think of yourselves that way i mean not so much i mean you know we just kind of seen it as like you know a tourist area that could use you know beer it was never it was never to you know be the only one or anything like that and in fact i think we you know there's, there's a new one going in a new, here new one soon. going down down the road here um soon too so i mean oh, what do you got what do you guys know about that not a whole lot honestly i think Other than i think they, they finally broke ground i think their their structure is finally up and all that oh, I'm okay not too sure the name is Sienega Brewery or something. Oh, yeah, Sienega, yeah. Yeah, 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 which is super cool. That's the fun part about the craft beer scene is, right, is, like, we're all in it just to make great beer and serve it, right? Sure. You know? and, and and so it's nice. It's nice to have uh, some more friends join this area because this area is beautiful, you know? I mean, the... Uh, it's kind of nice to be all on the same team, if you will. So. Yeah, so that could make it more of a destination if you start adding things like that, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, a rising tide rises all ships. So, um, you know, we, you know, the more the more people we get down here to, you know, come see us and, you know, be able to, you know, bounce around from place to place. I mean, it's not a zero sum game, you know, um, so it, it kind of helps all of us, you know feel that you know the wineries help us we help the wineries um you know and so it's good to see um 
more beer down here as well. Is there any kind of um, similarity to what you guys do um, for for beer, what all the wine growers down here are doing for wine, in that you guys can work together on, I don't know, brewery collaborations? Does that ever happen? I mean, yeah. I mean, we definitely um, kind of came together, uh, you know, during COVID and stuff like that to try to see um, what we can do. We do a lot of charity events together as well, um, you know, just to... You know help you know help out uh, each other's charities and all that kind of stuff so um uh, we always you know like to kind of work together as much as we can um it's a little bit of a different um a little bit different style i would say i'm not sure exactly how to explain it but um either way you know we you know help each other out with sure. everything sure. we can so we talked to um, several brewers who might have like wine background in their background too. Like maybe they started there, and you know, there's they, they learn a lot from that and they carry it over to the to the brewing process. I'm curious if you you guys have like the the people who brew here. Do they have that sort of thing? Like it, living in this area or being around this area? Are you experienced in that at all too? No, not really. I mean, um, the Sammy's all self taught um, and started out you know with beer you know a while ago when she was in college and stuff like that so um she started out right off on on beer and um we're great samplers and we sure. can help with taste any chance we can and do <laughs> like we do a great job at that that's our role that's our I, yeah <laughs> that you know control, that's that's right? been I my mean... primary role for a long time too i appreciate that uh so let's talk about some of sammy's beers what um do you guys is there is there a flagship here at copper brothel is there a we like a, a bestseller yeah i think we have a few solid ones that really uh identify who we are and you know what's fun about sam is she just likes to make great beer like she just likes to have fun with it she wants to drink she wants to make beers that people enjoy drinking uh and so that that really helps out with us even just being able to sell the product you know because it's their their smooth easy drinking beers and uh she likes to have fun with it and you could tell it comes out in her work so yeah so we have um six flagship beers pretty much i mean uh we have six that stay on pretty much all the time we kind of we almost have like a kind of an old school thought process as far as um, our business plan and what beer we release, you know, um, where we, you know, have, you know, a couple solid staples that we stick with that are pretty easy drinking. And then our seasonals is where we kind of, um, you know, try something new. So, you know, always have like an American wheat, a blonde, a pale, um, a red. Um, we have a Mexican ale that's super delicious that... Yeah. yeah, that we just actually just made into a michelada beer. So now we have a a brewed michelada beer that's super delicious. Yeah, so we're never not, not a place that you're gonna find you know five to seven IPAs on at a time. It's just not it's just not who we are. Um, we'll generally have you know one to three, but um, you know we like to kind of make beer for the masses as well. So it's not just you know singling out just those hop heads and everything. We try to make it. Um, you know, so that anyone can enjoy. Yeah, wide variety is always important, especially for the those traveling people that might be stopping by on their way to the lake or having a you know a weekend down here in wine country. Because yeah. um, sometimes there those palates are a little bit different than the uh, consummate beer drinker that is always looking for maybe something with like, yeah. oh, what's the next highest IBU I can yeah, try? Right, exactly. Yeah. And I mean that was kind of our goal too with opening in a small town. You know, we need we need our locals to stay open during the week, and you know, um, you know, a lot of the locals might not be, you know, avid beer drinkers. So, you know, you still have to have something that's, you know, well-balanced and easy and drinking for them. And that's been fun, I think, kind of like getting them. Because, I mean, I remember the very first time, actually, Garrett introduced me to craft beer years ago. And like that first taste of craft beer, you're like, 
man, this is amazing, right? Like it kind of gets you going. So being able to kind of uh, introduce that to people in our community has been super great. I mean, those that know it, absolutely. They, they understand, understand the craft beer scene. Uh, those that were not used to that type of beer um, are loving it. And it's cool to see them try different stuff that we push out that is kind of off the wall. So Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it, in Sonoida, for, for people who might not know, it's about what, a thousand people or so, you think? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's, so there's, you know, kind of a couple different communities that are all together, you know, so it's Elgin, Sonoida, and Patagonia yeah. are all kind of, you know, um, grouped together, but. Um, not very many people. Not a whole yeah. lot of people. Okay. Yeah. Maybe boost that number up a little bit. Yeah. So that's kind of the. the I guess like for Sonoida, Elgin, yeah. probably about a thousand and then you include Patagonia. So, which is. Oh, God, I don't even really... I'm not too sure. No. We'll talk about adding uh, something new to wine country. Not only did the guys from Copper Brothel do that, but so too did Garrison Brothers. Yes, that's right. Garrison Brothers Distillery is the first legal bourbon distillery outside of Kentucky, and they make premium handcrafted bourbon whiskey at their ranch in High Texas, right in the middle of Texas wine country. Their award-winning bourbons are bold, rich, and sweet without that heat. They're served best however you like your bourbon. I, I like Garrison Brothers Neat. I can handle that. Um, I like most of my other bourbon over ice. You can certainly do that. You can make it in a craft cocktail like the old fashioned. And that's what Gareth, Garrison Brothers is doing all throughout the month of September. They're doing the high fashion takeover. Now, what that is, is bars and restaurants everywhere are invited to create their own innovative old fashioned recipes featuring Garrison Brothers bourbon. For more information on that, visit their website, highfashion.com. That's high, H-Y-E, highfashioned.com. Now back to more of the podcast. Uh, if you're watching the, the video here on YouTube, you see the, the brewery actually behind me. What what kind of, what are you guys working with? So we got a seven barrel um, specific mechanical system. We got um, four fermenters and six um, rights and serving vessels. Um, so... Um, you know, we kind of work on all that and then we also keg and everything, but, um, we mostly sell all of our beer in house. We don't really distribute much, um, you know, just here and there, but mostly everything that we make here, we sell in house. Sure. Sure. Is there, um, a spot that you might recommend where you might always find copper brothel, but besides here? Yeah. I mean, we got, uh, you know, a good friend up, um, in, um, in Vale, uh, Reed Ranch area, um, our Genziano's uh, Italian uh, restaurant, they always have three our, of our beers. Yeah, yeah, two to three of our beers on all the time. Right on. So um, they're the only ones that are consistently have it. Um, you know, every once in a while we'll push out to um, to like Tucson Hop Shop every once in a while and uh, Bone Dry Bone and Dry Sierra and Sierra Vista, kind of the two keg stuff ones. that you can find on tap. Mm-hmm. Any kind of like um, like hand like bottles or cans or as of right now, we're not doing any um, canning or bottling. We, you know, we got a crowler in house that you know we uh, send beer out the door. But other than that, it's just uh, just kegs. Yeah, so you can get beer to go here. Let's talk a little bit about uh, more of the building because it's it's an impressive walk up. The uh, the brewery has a, a really fantastic um, kind of outside location. Um, and then indoors, when you walk in this warm, inviting, almost like, um, almost like a, like a Colorado kind of ranch, um, uh, you know, great uh, describe a little bit better than me in here. What, what you guys were going for with the actual, really, that was our kind of whole goal to kind of bring that industrial ranch style kind of building. Yeah. Cause we built from the ground up. Like when we 
purchase the land. It was just dirt. Like that's all we had to work with, and a few trees. Yeah, this so, wasn't an existing building. It was no, not okay. yeah, no. Building. So we're on five thousand square feet, um, and then um, I think it's a little over two acres now. I want to say. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we have a, a outdoor beer garden and, you know, real grass, which is hard to come by sure. sometimes um, <laughs> with we just got our, you know, outdoor stage up and we have a mezzanine outside rooftop patio, all kinds of fun stuff. So, so you guys throw some parties here. We do. Yeah, we just nice. got, we just threw our um, annual monsoon party that we throw um, the weekend of, you know, after the 4th of July is always kind of our biggest party that we throw of the year. Um and we brought in the monsoons. We got rained on real hard, but um, <laughs> real hard that day yeah. or that night. Yeah, that well, night. It, it was... worked out kind of well. I mean, we did have a, an artist performing on the small. We have two stages out there on a the smaller one. She was out there performing and just got dumped on. So we had to pull all of her stuff. And then an hour before the big band went on, the sun kind of came out. The band was able to start 15 minutes later than they had planned. And it was nice and cool. And people dance the night away so right on it was a fun time yeah yeah right on uh what about the name then copper brothel where does that come from so um it actually comes from um an old western singer marty robbins um he has a song called el paso um and in the song uh, it talks about um rose's cantina and he meets a girl um that he falls in love with um and uh so it's kind of loosely based on that that's where we kind of started with um is my dad's favorite song um and so we uh kind of went on that and we just kind of you know we're gonna be we're you know a woman owned and woman brewed um establishment so um you know uh, we kind of wanted to kind of we kind of spitballed on that a little bit and kind of thought of how brothels were the cornerstone of mining towns out here so obviously you know arizona is a huge um copper you know the copper state and a big mining um community and so uh brothels were always one of the first uh businesses that popped up in mining towns that were kind of the cornerstone of the the town and they were you know women owned and everything like that so it's kind of our homage to to the women and uh how their role played in the wild west and um so uh, we just kind of kind of built our our branding off of that and you know so all of our beers are named after women um, yeah, I was going to say, I noticed that when I walked in, you kind of lean into that with like the merchandise. So, yeah. Th yeah. So the names are also on that. Yeah. 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 So and that, so we have a, you know, Felina is our oatmeal stout. You know, we got um, Pearl is our American wheat, Maggie Mae, Roxy, you know, so all of our all of our, our beers. Yeah. So everything is um, built right off of that. So right on. Right on. Yeah. Uh, and then um, we, we mentioned you know, it's a brew pub here, so you can come here and eat um, lunch, dinner. What are some of the, the the better items here that you guys have or like a like a signature item? Oh, so we're predominantly from Scratch Kitchen, so we have fun back there. Uh, I We do delicious. Like we, we batter everything to order, so our fish and chips is battered to order. Um, so that, the, the cod is probably one of my favorite things. We make our, our style kind of a, like a pork green chili that we throw on everything, smother everything with, which is a Colorado kind of dish that we kind of brought down here. And that's something that anything that has that on there is going to be so delicious. Our mac and cheese is one of my favorites. Um, and our pulled pork. We, we, we have a huge 14-foot smoker that we created uh, out of a propane tank in the back. Actually, our neighbors did. And uh, yeah, so I think our pulled pork, anytime we do any of our smoked meats or fan favorite my favorite so 
So it's scratch food, it's craft beer, but not an actual brothel when you come down here, You're right? Not an Did actual, you ever get no, anyone that stops by? We are a family establishment. <laughs> no, well, one, no one comes by and is confused about that, right? There are some. Are. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're wondering if there's an upstairs somewhere, but no, it is. Uh, we're not a real brothel. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint. Well, that, that, uh, that's good. Uh, that's probably very legal. There's so but, many puns uh, yeah. we could do right now, but yeah. I think we'll hold off for the yeah. podcast. No, I, uh, my, I have a, our boss at, at the magazine, our publisher, brett he's he's very fascinated by the history of brothels in arizona and phoenix there's still remnants of that in some of the older buildings like in downtown by the stadiums and um so he's more i guess not you know the history is intrigued and fascinated by the history and in kind of the same way where like he's from the south that like if we were to go there and see kind of like plantations are still used for different things you know in along those sorts of lines so um yeah there's a there's a there's a really wild history of that like you were mentioning so it's uh it's kind of unique that you guys kind of lean in to that um as your as your style as your your brand um but I mean, this is, this is, uh, I, I didn't, I didn't expect a place like this coming out here, you know, driving, <laughs> you drive so far out and you seem like you're in the middle of nowhere. And then all of a sudden you came up on this. So this, this is really well done. You guys should be very proud of this Thank place. You. We so, are. Yeah. Thank I mean, you. we get that, we get that a lot, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, we, uh, you know, did everything we can to make an actual, a true destination, you know, um, uh, you want to make it somewhere where someone wants to come and you know hang out for a while if you are gonna you know commit to a three-hour drive you know we want to make it worth your while you know with with not only our our building and our amenities but you know also our food and our beer um you know we take great pride in that it's always a work in process too that's the other part it's fun to sure evolve and keep changing and keep doing stuff that that the customers like Uh, that's what's fun about this industry you know we we just get to have fun you guys dive into kind of like the new styles or hip styles that might come out and um that sort of thing um we like to enjoy them for sure you know whether or not that we're actually gonna um put something out you know a cold ipa or something like that um we may or may not and um you know we uh like i said we we like to have fun with our seasonals and stuff like that um but you know we you know we're not always gonna like try to follow trends or you know be on the the forefront of that kind of stuff um but um i like to drink them that's for sure Right on, right on. Well, uh, TJ and Garrett, thank you so much for uh, letting me come by and stop by. I'm actually going to uh, grab a beer and some lunch while I'm here and check it out. And um, so make sure to look for the write-up on our, our feature coming up in the September-October issue. It's all about beer and travel. Um, is there anything you guys would want to say to the listeners or uh, maybe people who might read the magazine why you should come down here and travel like say when the when the magazine comes out september october kind of getting into that fall travel season oh well for me i think you know take a break from reality and come play with us like we have a beautiful backyard so um you know we need a break from the chaos of day-to-day life so what better place than this island oasis where we get to you know enjoy awesome sunsets you know we're between two cool mountain ranges we're in between two lakes uh we have the vineyards which are always just great to kick back and relax so um yeah we need to get away come down and play with us yeah i'm glad you said the mountains man they seem like they're right on top of you when you come down here it's really amazing yeah yeah it's cool i mean in that that time of year i mean it's it's you know nice and cool you know you start 
you know, the temperature starts breaking a little bit more and, um, you know, you start getting a lot of really um, fun colors out here too, as far as um, scenery and everything like that. So um, three, it's an awesome time for that, for this we area. We have three fire pits. We get the fire pits going, have people kick back. It's great. It's a, The party continues yeah, outside yeah, yeah, right, all year right, long. Right. Yeah, there's always, the scenery is constantly changing up here. So that's we even get snow. One year we had 13 inches of snow, right? It didn't last very long. It only lasted a couple of days and it was gone, but we we just get it all. So, so it'll snow here. Yeah. Wow. wow. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, we usually get, um, you know, one to three different days of snow. And when it does, it, it means it, you know, I mean, um, before, before I lived down here, my parents were down here. Uh, we'd always come down for Christmas from Colorado. I, I came from Colorado where it was, uh, I think 75 degrees and came here and there was a foot of snow on the ground. So it was kind of, <laughs> so you kind of get all the crazy. Uh, a little crazy. My, but. my Colorado experience is always a bit bad. Uh, the reverse of that. You yeah. might leave here in on a day in September and Oh, there's snow, snow yeah. over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Generally yeah. it is the other way around, but it was that, that, that one, uh, that one Christmas definitely stood out where I went from dry Colorado to a foot of snow in Arizona. It was incredible. So. <laughs> right on. Well, PJ Garrett. Yeah. Thank you guys. No, thank Thanks, you so Matt. much for doing yeah. this. We appreciate, appreciate it. it. That'll do it for this week's episode of the Phoenix Magazine podcast. We hope to see you out there at Best Fest on August 5th, Saturday night, August 5th, downtown Phoenix at Events on Jackson. Best Fest is our celebration of the best of the valley. We're going to have uh, about 40 vendors that uh, will be serving food, drink, selling merch. Uh, we have a scavenger hunt to find your way back to a speakeasy. Uh, we'll have adoptable puppies like last year. We have all kinds of great sponsors, Desert Credit Financial, um, Desert Desert Financial Credit Union sponsoring it this year. Uh, the Poopy Doo uh, Dog uh, Waste Services uh, sponsoring the puppy, uh, the puppy Room for Arizona Humane Society. And we're going to have all kinds of fun, all kinds of things to drink from um, Phoenix Beer Co. Our collab with them is, is going to be uh, released to the public then. It's a brown IPA that we um, were able to sample last week. Awesome, awesome beer. So look for that. Look for other breweries like Ren House, Kitsune, Simple Machine, just to name a few. VIP room. You're going to want to get your hands on some VIP tickets to get at that uh, Hash Kitchen Bloody Mary bar. Unbelievable Bloody Mary drinks from Hash Kitchen. Pizzeria Bianco. Um, they're in the VIP room. Barengi, our best of the valley Italian Indian restaurant. They're going to be there. Pala, those are your uh, VIP rooms. You got Chef Joey Maggiore. You got Hus Brewing. We have Salvadoreno restaurant. All kinds of things to eat, all kinds of people to meet, all kinds of things to buy and drink and eat and just have a great time. Saturday, August 5th at Best Fest. We hope to see you there.